Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today, let's catch up on a couple of digital tech items that we may have missed in the flurry of COVID-19 and party convention news that we're all awash in these days. A couple of those items bring us up to date on things we've discussed on past editions of the Electronic Cottage. Some folks, especially regular listeners, are aware that it's quite likely that you and someone else who bought the very same item online on the very same day, maybe even in the very same hour, quite possibly didn't pay the same price for that item. Airline tickets are a common example. Next time you get on a plane, and we realize that may be quite a long time from now, ask the person sitting next to you what he or she paid for the same ticket that you both bought. Dollars to donuts, the prices will be different. That's not a big surprise. We all know that airlines will alter prices depending on how far in advance, or how close to flight time, we purchase a ticket. But even if you and another person buy a ticket to the same destination for the same flight within minutes of one another, the two of you might still not pay the same price. In the business world, that's called dynamic pricing. And the Washington Post recently ran a story about a fellow named Russell Pedley who bought two tickets for the same flight. Quote, Russell Pedley was confused. He booked two economy class tickets on the same flight. One cost $110 more than the other. And the airline added a $50 fee when he inquired about the difference. What caused the difference? One was booked through the United Airlines mobile app, the other through its website, end quote. Well, that explains part of, but not the whole of, the difference in this particular case. However, there are all sorts of things that vendors take into account when they give a person a price on something online. The merchant's goal, of course, is to figure out exactly what you'd be willing to pay and to price the product accordingly. That means that if the vendor knows you have a pretty good income, or are a fan of gourmet foods, or fly often and pay with a business credit card, or have a certain breed of dog, or have checked several other sites for prices in the past hour, that knowledge will be brought to bear on the price that you're offered. This is just as true of Amazon or an online clothing site or a pet food site as it is for an airline site. Wait a minute, you may say. How does a vendor know all that about me? That's information that might actually be costing me money. Well, some of that information comes from the digital trail we all leave behind when we're searching for something if we don't go out of our way to erase that trail. Some comes from past purchases we've made. Some comes from the loyalty programs we join for supposed discounts, either online or in our daily offline shopping at the supermarket or wherever. And some comes from all the information we share about ourselves while thinking, I don't care who knows this about me, I've got nothing to hide. Well, we may have nothing to hide, although we personally don't know anyone who's willing to have everything about their lives publicly available. But even if you feel you have nothing to hide, there still may be plenty of personal information that's costing you money. Put simply, the more that merchants know about our lives online, or even offline, the more they can figure out pretty much the top price we'd be willing to pay for an item. 
And that is the price we'll get offered, even if the next person who buys the same thing pays hundreds of dollars less for it. The recent Post story just brings that fact to our attention once more. Another thing we've discussed in the past, several times actually, is the importance of using secure, unguessable passwords on the web. One of the simplest ways to generate such a password is using a system called Diceware. Over the years, we've mentioned this system several times, and we won't go through the process again. Instead, we'll put a link to the Diceware website for those who are interested on today's program page at WERU. The beauty of the Diceware system is that it's freely available to anyone, and all a person needs is a die, one of the dice that's used in hundreds of games of chance. Well, now there's an updated, incredibly secure system for generating passwords using dice from Stuart Schechter, a computer scientist at the University of California, Berkeley. He calls his system Dice Keys, and instead of throwing a die five or six times, as in the Diceware system, Dice Key uses 25 dice, which a user shakes up in a bag and throws them once into a plastic box with 25 slots for them that's built into it. Close the lid on the plastic box and you can read the dice faces on the other see-through plastic side. That's it. A user can then scan the image of the dice to create a cryptographic code for a password manager program in order to create a master password. The Dice Keys system can generate two to the 196th power different passwords, or more possible passwords than there are atoms in four or five solar systems. In other words, we wind up with a password that's almost impossibly hard to guess. Stuart Schechter made a short video showing how the Dice Keys system works. We'll put a link on the webpage for today's show in the Public Affairs Archive at weru.org. It might be worth a look, even though it is a sort of commercial program. After all, the less online merchants know about us, the more likely we are to be treated to straight prices. We like to be treated straight here at the Electronic Cottage, and we like to be straight with listeners as well. So here's some straight talk. WERU depends heavily on listener support. Over the next few days, you'll be hearing a lot about listener support, and there's a reason. Without it, without you, without your financial support, WERU would not exist and could not continue to exist. We all know these are difficult times. That's why there are no specific prices here, customized or otherwise. Please give what you can so that there will be more electronic cottages, more news, more music, more of all the things that make WERU unique in our community and indeed in the country. Head over to WERU.org and click on Donate. Or if you don't want to be digital right now, no problem. You can send a check to WERU, P.O. Box 130, East Orland, Maine, 04431. Even if your check takes a little longer to get here, your donation will help make it possible for us to keep ending these episodes by saying, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Mm-hmm.